so excited. We are here to talk about a new uh, group of Studio Ghibli Fest uh, films, and it's also kind of our obscure animation for this month. And we'll get into that a little bit more, but um, we're here to talk about Ponyo, and uh, my friend Stanford is here with me. Hi. <laughs> yeah, and so basically what happened, so every month we're doing these obscure animations, and then last year we did Studio Ghibli Fest, which was six months of each month a Studio Ghibli film, and, uh, and now they're bringing it back because it was such a success, which is super exciting. I know. Isn't that the best news? I'm so yeah. happy <laughs> to hear that. And, uh, and there's nine films that they're doing this year, and they are actually repeating some of the ones they did last year. So we decided we're going to cover this first film, and uh, Ipanio, and it's kind of a both Studio Fest and Obscure Animation, even though it's not that obscure. But anyway, and we're going to cover that this month, and uh, maybe some other ones, but we won't cover everyone because we've already said everything we have to say about something like Totoro. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I mean, maybe there's That's one. true. <laughs> it is Totoro. <laughs> But, uh, but anyway, so that's kind of what we're doing. And uh, so that's kind of a, a double, uh, using it for two things this, this month. And uh, yeah, so Ponyo, it is, it is also celebrating its 10th anniversary. 10th anniversary, which, Very you know, exciting. like, I can't believe it. Like, where does the time go, you know? I know. Crazy. Yeah. It's so crazy that this came out in the United States in 2008. 2008. Amazing. I can't believe it, Rachel. Yeah. And I've been, uh, in um, April, I'm going to be doing a podcast with my friend Conrado, where we're going to go over our top 10 favorite movies of 2008. And it was oh, a pretty fun. good year. Good movie year. Movie yeah. Movie year. There was, uh, the, it wasn't as strong. It's, as far as animation, it's kind of uh, um, outshined by 2009, which is probably the best year of animation ever, uh, that it was pretty amazing 2009 yeah. had Coraline and Phantasm Mr. Fox and Princess and the Frog and a town called Panic and uh, just an up uh, just amazing year yeah. for animation uh, that uh, had so and Secret of the Kells it was just an amazing year so this year wasn't quite the same but uh, but Ponyo was a really fun film from that year so we're going to talk about it and Ponyo is actually I believe the the movie that made the most money uh of Studio Ghibli yeah I think that's released. right too mm -hmm. yeah huge hit yeah you can understand why you can understand why yeah. yeah and we're going to talk about it and uh, I think that it's pretty clear uh, that Spirited Away was the most critically successful mm -hmm. and uh and Ponyo was the most uh, financially successful yeah and uh so what was your kind of oh, overall and you weren't able to go to the screening oh i know which was devastating but i uh <laughs> i watched it on blu-ray i've got it yeah. I, I own it on blu-ray and i was able to watch it again and w you know wish i were singing on the big screen yeah uh, but I, it, it's it's such again just a charming and wildly creative movie and uh, I just was struck again at just uh, how beautiful the animation is. It's hand-drawn animation, and the colors are so vibrant. The storytelling is always so on point with Miyazaki, and 
it's it's just wonderful from start to finish so for me this so i did see it on the big screen that was a, a real treat real delight and i i did see it dubbed uh the the, oh yeah, because the dubbed, 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 yeah. I wish that they had, yeah. Well, we can talk about it yeah. a little bit more about my wishes for <laughs> the execution of Studio Ghibli Fest, but I'll be later. Yeah, yeah. But um, so for me, this movie, I've always really loved it. Uh, but I think that I mean, I've been surprised. It's been a movie that I felt like I had to defend a lot, and every time I go see it, I, I still love it. <laughs> But I think you kind of have to recognize it for what it is. Like this is a movie for little children, and yes. I think that it does uh, it does what it's trying to do extremely well. Mm -hmm. And I've been to so many movies that are supposedly made for little children that are dumb and boring, right? And, and like not creative. I mean, I just saw Sherlock Gnomes for goodness sakes. Yeah. And <laughs> all this scatological humor, you know, and all this stuff is just so stupid. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it, it speaks down to the kids, you know, like yeah. lowest, lowest, lowest common denominator. Not even that. And I think that without a with shadow of a doubt that, uh, that Ponyo is the cutest movie from Studio Ghibli. I think oh, the only one that's yeah. in competition is Totoro. Totoro. But, but this, I, I think, is cuter. Yeah, yeah. If you're going for, like, just for cute. Just yeah. for cuteness. And, I mean, the only thing I can really, I mean, it's just really unique. I mean, I, I, I guess you could kind of compare it to, say, like, I don't know, like a, a My Little Pony or something like that That's that sort of uh, takes some fantasy elements but makes them for, you know, for, for young kids. Something like that. Um, I don't know. It's hard to think of a movie that that like there's nothing in here that's scary and like, there's nothing in here like this is for little kids and uh i mean you can kind of maybe compare it to winnie the pooh but i think winnie the pooh is more like philosophical it's and totoro certainly is also mm -hmm. um i don't know it's just it's just this it's just this sweet little yeah. fantasy innocent for little little kids which i really enjoy yeah and uh, it just has such a a, a sweet <laughs> message and a sweetness to and everything is just so cute and i just enjoy it um but uh i don't know it's a it's just an it's an interesting film for miyazaki yeah i agree kind of a surprising film yeah. you know when particularly since his previous films so were so deep you know and had such strong messages and such about you know his environmentalism and all these yeah. different things where this maybe skims skims a little bit but it's it is yeah it is a movie really well said rachel it's it's a movie for young children you know the two main characters are kind of well he's like this little boy he's five years old and i really think that's who this movie's being made for you know it's just like it's like just yeah. kind of four to five year old kids that that uh, that yeah could really relate to it. Yeah, agreed, uh, definitely. And so uh, it's it's interesting too because it it doesn't have a lot of the tropes that are typical in a Miyazaki film. Uh, it's not the lead character. I mean, I guess you could say Ponyo is the lead character, but I think Sasuko is really the lead character. I do too. I think that the little boy is the lead character. Yeah, yeah. and usually he has 
young girls as his lead characters. Uh Usually he has them going through some kind of mental health crisis of some kind. And, uh, you know, like he doesn't have any talking animal, like talking cats. Right. um, You know, just some of the, he doesn't have any flying scenes. (laughs) Some of those things that you see in a lot of Miyazaki movies you don't see in Ponyo. Uh, But uh, I still think, uh, it's it's you can tell it's it's a Miyazaki movie. And we'll right. talk about some of the reasons why, but it's just it's an interesting. It does have a little bit of an environmental message, but it's really just supposed to be a sweet. Yeah, exactly. Say so it just kind of skims the surface, and then and as as, as an adult, you'd reckon you know you'd recognize that. I'm not sure. Maybe yeah. subliminally, the kids would do it or would recognize yeah. it. But still, that's one of the things that I really love about any of these Miyazaki films, and, and Ponyo in particular, is that even though he's making it for five-year-olds, he's just treating them with such respect, you know, that, that, that these kids can, you know, they've got, they might not have knowledge and experience, but they've got intuition, you know, and, and they've got feelings. And it's, it's, be- it's really beautiful in that regard, I think. Yeah. So with Susuke finding Ponyo, yeah. this trash, and that's kind of the, the subtle environmental message of the of the um movie uh there's this trash in the ocean the ocean yeah it's yeah filthy. and uh and her name is brunhilde <laughs> which she definitely got an upgrade to ponyo yeah ponyo's a better name than, than, than <laughs> brunhilde that's for sure yeah yeah and uh her father is basically like the wizard of the of the ocean and uh i, I mean i guess that what what is his actual title well, I don't know if he, I don't know if he has a title, you know, he's, <laughs> but, but yeah, he is, he, he's like the wizard of the ocean. He's, he's f- formerly, I guess, a human, right? At one yeah. point he, he, he like, but he still has to have like the bubble. Yeah. He him. still has these human characteristics and it's almost like he still he is has, human, even though he doesn't claim to be one anymore. Yeah. Cause he has this elixir that like, is this magic and they don't really like some people are like oh this movie's so like convoluted it doesn't explain any of the magic and whatever it's true but doesn't need to though i do think it's just like this he's he's this magic wizard guy and you just accept it and he's so funky looking he looks like you know david bowie in labyrinth or something you know i love his character design yeah and yeah he he does look a lot he kind of has that miyazaki villain face Mm-hmm. But yeah, with all that hair and that great striped suit, and yeah, you know, he's very elegant looking, almost in a way. I, 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 I think he's a great villain. Yeah, and well, if, he's if he even is a villain, I don't even know if he is going to say he's. There's clearly not a villain in the movie. He's just like kind of the villain, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's just like a concerned parent. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> And there's there's all these other little ponyos, but anyway, she ends up breaking free. She ends up in this jar, and uh, Suzuki he ends up cutting his finger on the jar, and she she ends up uh, sucking on his finger and healing the 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 cut, and this causes her to like instantly bond with Suzuki in this. Yeah, it's like it changes her DNA too, right? Isn't that what they say that because of in taking that blood that that it's changed her 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 body her body composition like yeah. okay. 
once you go human, you can't go back. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So we learned from Splash and from yes. Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid. <laughs> and uh, so she just loves uh, Suzuki so much. That's sort of the theme of this. This movie is just love and loving people for who they are, mm-hmm. what they are. And, uh, and Ponyo loves things so much. And uh, there's basically what happens because uh, she ends up she ends up getting put back in the ocean, uh, but she's now she's got like the taste for taste for Suzuki. She can't go back yeah. and she ends up through various things like kind of causing this elixir to like cause this hu- huge imbalance in nature and this is where we get this long sequence uh of sort of the storm section of the yeah it's like really almost like a tsunami like this endless tsunami right yeah and uh and uh susuke's uh, mother works at this uh at this nursing home and uh, the the women there uh, are just so fun. And that's a uh, Miyazaki trope. It's sort of the older yes. women. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and they're fun. I mean, they're perfect. It's yeah. a great, it's a great, yeah. <laughs> and, Section. yeah. And so, but, and she's like, drives like a maniac trying to get back because yeah, she wants to get back to the house because they live in a lighthouse. And uh, her husband is on... Uh, on the on a boat and she's really upset with him at first because he can't get back uh and uh there's that i think hilarious scene i love that scene too yeah, where yeah they, bug off bug off yeah. bug off <laughs> <laughs> yeah where they do morse code at, yeah morse code at the most intense most yeah morse code. the woman's saying jerk 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 or whatever and then yeah. he's saying i love you <laughs> it was really good that's really yeah. funny and <laughs> and anyway yeah so she's just like super intense driver but she's very like accepting of ponyo and just very like fearless and fun and 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 a lot of times the parents in Miyazaki movies can be kind of mm, not great. Right. <laughs> but I'm I love I love her, the mom, his mom's name is you know Sasuke's mom is Lisa named Lisa. Yeah. Lisa is such a good character. Yeah. I think. What do you think? I do too. Like she's funny, and I'm not a big Tina Fey fan. I know that's like shocking, but I don't know. I just I'm not a big fan of hers. But like. Uh, you know, she does a pretty good job, uh, fine job voicing her in the dub. See, I'm gonna have to watch the dub because I I rewatched the sub. Oh, okay. And and uh, so yeah, I missed out on on some because they got they, they assembled a very nice yeah voice English voice Anthony cast Mason, for this. Yeah. Wright, Horace Leachman. So they do have a pretty pretty good cast, and and they anyway, she's so she's she's uh she's fun she's honest she's accepting she's warm she's she's a fun character because uh, a lot of times the parents in Miyazaki films can be kind of judgy and yes you know whatever if yeah. you get to know them at all uh, yeah you, know, you have someone like Kiki where you don't really get to right know. you just don't really get to know yeah yeah but anyway and so uh, she decides to so she kind of helps uh him and uh 
and you know getting getting they need to get to the they need to get back home so that they can be at the lighthouse and as they're driving along this crazy tsunami like this is just such an amazing sequence like yeah. when ponyo is running on the ocean oh, with the giant that fish like favorite. that is just gorgeous yeah it's gorgeous oh i love like that color of blue i do too it's such like a it's like such a pretty color yeah and her like orange dress mm-hmm. and the oh it looks so yeah. beautiful and her hair and the oh. just, and, and that look on her face which is just a, it's really it's this happiness you know because she can see the car you know the the yeah Sasuke and and, his, and I'm I'm sorry if I'm saying I'm butchering his name. I, I, I was trying oh. to practice his name, and they they were saying it in Japanese, you know. And oh it was yeah, like Suzuki or something. <laughs> <I couldn't, laughs> horrible catch. Anyway, uh, but yeah, I'm with you. I, I, I just that, that that scene is incredible. Yeah, it's so good. It's so energetic, and the music throughout this movie I think is one of Joe Hisashi's um, best scores. It really feels. It, like a symphonic yes score. like yes. it feels feels like they recorded it with the Mormon Jamaica choir at times like, <laughs> to me yeah. very very big chorals choral sounds very big sounds it it almost seems like John Williams at times to yeah me. it does no I agree that's mm-hmm. and that was another thing another thing that was making me sad when I was just listening to my little speakers on my tv you know I was like oh, oh I wish I could hear that soundtrack you know in the big stereo system in the theater yeah beautiful yeah I mean because if you think of like where he's come from like what he did with uh with a Nausicaa which was like electric and very 80s mm-hmm. Like this is just so different. It's yeah, pretty, this is pretty remarkable. Yeah, very. Yeah, it was just very orchestral and just beautiful. Yeah, yeah. really, really, really great. And uh, I, I just that same sequence goes on for a long time. It's but, really um, long. Yeah, but it's really compelling. Yeah. I, you know, I think too is, uh, I just, I, I, it's so, it's so well put together and so well, you know, just conceived and created and edited and everything. Yeah, I. I I love it. In fact, by the time it ends, I just kind of sounds like, oh, I still want this to keep, <laughs> keep yeah. going. It's so interesting. Yeah, it's just so beautiful. And the thing I like about this movie is that I, and some people get frustrated by this fact because it is kind of all over the place at times, but I, I, I think it is refreshingly unpredictable. Yes, and, agreed. And, um, I, I, I did a piece uh, for Rotoscopers about this movie, and I said in there, I said, uh, I said, Ponyo changes from fish to human to part fish back to human again a lot, and you never know quite where things are going to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, I said, plus, like I said, she's just so darn adorable in whatever phase she's in. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> I think that that's well true. <laughs> it's just very unpredictable. Like, I don't know. I mean, you do kind of know that, like, she's going to end up with Suzuki somehow in the end. Uh, but. I don't know, like she's just changing and morphing and and going back and forth and and uh, one minute she's walking on the on the water and the next minute she's just completely asleep. She can't even move. Mm-hmm. I, I I think it is pretty unpredictable. Yeah, yeah, agreed. So uh, that that's really I think fun and uh, and so uh, they end up getting to the house. They end up 
like he says, stop, there's a girl out there. And, and then he realizes when they get her, that he realizes, oh my gosh, this is Ponyo. And it's <laughs> a girl. And uh, they bring her in and they spend like the evening and they're just some super cute scenes yeah, of like her making, the mom making them tea. And we find out, and this is perfect for Easter week because we find out that Ponyo's obsession yeah. Ham. Is ham. <laughs> I, know. That's, I love that about <laughs> her character too. But that's so funny that Miyazaki did you know put that in. I wonder if he met a little kid or someone, you know, <laughs> in like, one of his yeah. own children. Yeah, they just loved ham. <laughs> I mean, that All ham things. looks good though. Like anime, can we just talk for a second of how like great anime food always looks? I know. It's oh. true, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. And yeah. this is one of my favorites. Like it's just looks so I mean I'm not even that big of like a ham person, but it just looks so good. Yeah. With, like the hot you know broth i love like big bowls of ramen like real ramen i mean i like bad ramen too but i but like to go to exactly right yes it's got all that wonderful stuff in it yeah it's just it was drawn beautifully (laughs) the ramen (laughs) made you want to sit there and eat it with them (laughs) and i love when she gets out those the sandwiches later on and (laughs) you can have them and he's like, don't worry, she's already eaten all the ham out of <laughs> I just love it. I think that's so, so cute. cute. Really cute. And yeah, so she's obsessed with ham. <laughs> Which is like really true to like little kid. Like what little kid can't relate to that? Like the like kids are just very like, I don't know, especially with food or with yeah. like even with movies and stuff, they'll just have like one thing that they want like all the time. All the time. You know? like, yeah. when it, it's just like, I want to have chicken nuggets every day for the rest of my life. Right. Exactly. <laughs> that really, it just really captured it, you know, captured the essence of that part yeah. of, a, of a child's behavior. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And you start to see Suzuki and, uh, and Ponyo really growing close and becoming friends. And, and so, uh, and so this is when, uh, by the end of the kind of the evening, she starts to get, Lisa starts to get worried about the, um, uh, the people at the nursing home. Yeah. And so she goes with a bunch of supplies and stuff and leaves Ponyo and Sasuke at, uh, at home. And, uh, this is when, uh, things get kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, and this is kind of where we first really get to see uh, the um, we get to see Ponyo's mother, uh, Grandma Grandma Marie, I guess. How you say yeah, it? You know, the the goddess of the sea, basically. Yes, yes. And uh, yeah, I think that it's so perfect for the dub that they got Cable and Shat because I really think that she is very similar to. Uh, what is it? Glad, Gladil, Glad, Gladmore. What's what's her name? Oh, from uh, the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah. Um. Galadriel. Galadriel. Yeah. Sorry. Galadriel. I think that. Uh, I think that's it. Yeah. She, I feel like she's kind of similar. There's yeah. No, I agree. Them are all about her. Yeah. Uh, something kind of. 
unsure. You, you don't really know. Is she good? Is she bad? Like, what's going on with her? I don't know. What do you think of her? Well, you know, she, she uh, she's a, the, very large, right? At least the way that she was yeah. was uh, was drawn. Beautiful, kind of kind of mysterious, but almost like a. I, I mean, she, I thought the way she was presented, she was very much like a like the goddess of the sea, right? Yeah, and which I think she she is, isn't she? Basically, or something, yeah. or something similar to it. But her you know, the jewels and and also the way she was drawn to she doesn't she doesn't seem like she's a Miyazaki villain you know I mean and again now that there's a villain of the show but she seems like she's a person who's got goodness you know yeah in, in, in her yeah and and uh and again just to me it was just again amazing just so imaginative yeah you given her given just her size and then the, how the little kids are interacting with her, you know, and, and just the way the the scenes are laid out. I, yeah, I, I, I thought it was really imaginative and fun. And again, as you said, surprising. Like you just don't expect this giant sea woman <laughs> to appear. Well, and I loved the little like cocoon storyline that happened. Yes, exactly. <laughs> With all the old people that all that be it's totally cocooned. <laughs> <laughs> the being in the care of uh, this um, grandman. Yeah, she puts this bubble over yeah. them. Yeah, and and, uh, and it makes them it makes them able to run. And uh, right, they feel young again, and yeah. and not be stuck in their wheelchairs or whatever, and and. Uh, or whatever you yeah. know is ailing them. Yeah, it's so it's only fun, like yeah. this fount of youth kind of thing, or this <laughs> elixir. Yeah. And then there's this also this whole part where things get kind of uh, kind of um, more still while uh, while Suzuki and Panyo are going uh, to try to find his mom. Yeah. They wake up really and. And so Ponyo uses her magic in order to make his little, um, he has this little ship. Toy boat. I've never seen a toy like this except for, it must be a Japan thing, but they have, it has a little candle that the, the light of the candle makes the propeller go. And so when she's through her magic is able to expand the ship, it also expands the candle and it makes it like a speed boat kind of thing. Just, yeah, the bolts it hauls. <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> yeah, and but she does drain a lot of her magic. Her magic, so yeah. Sleep and tired. And there's there's a couple like this is just sort of a a more quiet section. Yeah. Because uh, you have this whole sequence where she's talking to this woman with this baby. With baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I kind of don't know what that does to the movie, you know, it's if anything. Yeah. yeah, it's it seems very random. In fact, just thinking now, is there something I need to get out of this? But <laughs> I, I I don't know if she's just like look she I guess she just needed to learn about like babies or being That's human. What I I don't know. Know. Is this like a human connection? <laughs> kind of thing maybe yeah, yeah. This, this baby's kind of cantankerous this little baby yeah, i know i haven't any of it and uh and so ponyo tries to give the baby some of her tea 
but the mother says, oh, well, I'll drink it or soup. I'll drink it and then it'll, you know, be milk for the baby. And she's like, okay. And yeah, so they have this <laughs> funny little interaction. And then also she kind of, does she sort of heal the baby too from being sick, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is sort of fun adventures with Pop. Yeah, exactly. Just one of those little kind of... <laughs> Random and then sequences. you get another sequence where you have all the people evacuating. Yes. And, uh, and uh, it's sort of funny because they, they just treat Sasuke as like completely legit being out on this boat in the middle of a disaster. They're like... <laughs> Five-year-old. <laughs> They're like, aye, aye, Captain. You're on your way. <laughs> We're evacuating, but go, go find your mom. Yeah, it's so random. It's like, <laughs> maybe, and I just wondered, because maybe they just know him well enough. They're like, oh, yeah, he'll be fine. <laughs> I guess, yeah, 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 it's pretty funny. And also, we do have some scenes in this section with uh, with Suzuki's father. Yeah, and they notice like this huge moon, and just everything's all out of whack and crazy. Yeah, nature has just gone awry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so yeah, they finally get to Suzuki and Ponyo. Uh, finally, get to the uh, the bubble area where the cocoon stuff is happening uh, but Ponyo is like almost made it almost fish at that point because yeah. of her magic is just gone and uh and basically like the ending of this movie is that uh there's sort of a test upon uh Susuke that like is he willing to love Ponyo no matter what whether she's a fish whether she, she's a human Whatever it is, yeah. he has to love her. And I, I mean, I always thought, I guess I never really over, uh, I never really thought about that, but like they kind of almost get married a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it is. It's kind of, it's kind of weird. Uh, and yeah, it is. It's like, it's like they're getting married or, or they're becoming like brother and sister or something. I don't know. It's just, it's weird. It's like this, this, this connection is almost, yeah, clearly there's like some kind of a vow, right? Yeah. Vows that are taken. That you will promise to love her no matter what. Yeah. And that, that, that's the main message of the movie is that you accept people and love them unconditionally. And, and that love is what balances out nature and makes everything okay. Yeah. And the, how can you not like that message? I mean, it's a great message, you know, and again, message. told in such a clever way yeah. that just doesn't hit kids over the head with a hammer, you know. Yeah, it's something that they can that, that they can figure out and and rem- I think remember, you know, yeah. re- remember about about it and gives them something that's I think really important to consider. Well, it's not just tagged on at the end like some messages. Right. Like I. I really enjoyed Zootopia. I really did. But that is obviously way more like we're going to have a voiceover narration tell you what the message is and we're going to it's a big message have, movie. It's a huge message movie, which is fine. But like I think something like this in a way like it's it's I mean they're different and I appreciate both. But uh, I don't know. I, I just appreciate this that it's just sort of its story and it yeah. just has this sweet simple message. Subtle. You know, it's compared to what we got in like the '90s when you had like, say, Fern Gully or movies yes. like that that yes. that were 
I, I don't hate those movies, but really like preachy, very heavy handed. Yeah. With the environmental messages and with the, you know, with the message, this just tells you because you know that Suzuki loves Ponyo yeah. so much. And how can he not? Because she's the most adorable thing ever. It's really such a cute character <laughs> in any form. It's so, so cute. Yeah. Really so well done. Yeah. So yeah, it was really, really fun. And I really like Roger Ebert. He said in his review that it's one of the rare movies where I want to sit in the front row to drown in it. This is more than artistry. It is art. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Great quote. And, and so true. That's what I, again, was you know, just really overcome with watching it again is is the art the artistry I mean, the, the animation that they do with Studio Ghibli is so remarkable uh, all those hand-drawn backgrounds yeah all the crazy things we're talking about with that tsunami uh but you know even like when Ponyo is escaping that his house and everything is becomes like that gold stream or whatever those is all those I mean it's it's incredible because it's so foreign to what happens in real the real world yet it just it just makes sense and it's just and it's so beautiful it's so beautiful yeah so i really really enjoy it i i think i can understand why people think it's a little convoluted or or uh, you know it's 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 it is kind of a weird movie but i personally think it's way better in both those regards than house movie castle yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's way less convoluted and it's way less weird. I mean, I think that Howl's Movie Castle has more probably emotion uh-huh. to it with Sophie and her character and everything. But, but uh, I don't know, this is just way more easy to follow. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, you know, it's, it's easy to follow and everything. Like the magic gets a little convoluted, but I think... Uh, it doesn't really matter because it's so obvious all along that it's about the love of these two yeah, characters yeah, and their exactly. joy. And it's just a, a very joyful film in that regard. So, uh, and, and you can just, like Roger said, you can just enjoy it as art. It's just beautiful art yeah. with this amazing music. And, uh, and uh, you know, it's, it's not that long. So you can just, you can just enjoy it for, for what it is. You know, one of the things that I remember thinking about when I saw the preview for this movie, mm-hmm. you know, 10 years ago, 2008, to me, it was just like, oh, this looks like the Little Mermaid from Studio Ghibli. Yeah. You know, but it's not. It's, I mean, it's it maybe got a little, a little bit of an element, but it's so different. So. Mm-hmm. For anybody who hasn't watched it for whatever reason, it's definitely yeah. worth considering because it's, yeah. it's so beautiful and so interesting on yeah. so in so many levels. And there should be no excuse for fans of my channel to have not watched Ponyo because uh, we've talked about it here. I did it for Family Movie Night and I reviewed it for Star <laughs> <laughs> no Wars. There's no excuse. Representing Studio <laughs> yeah. I, I really, I mean, I would give it, I don't know, four and a half stars. I, I originally had it as one of my top 50 animated films of all time. Uh, 
and when I did it back in like 2015, 2014, I can't remember. But, uh, and I got, a, like, it was near the end. It was in the 50, it, it was in the 40s. 40s. And, 40s. Uh, and I got a lot of flack. People push back a lot on that. But I stand by it. I really like it. I have, um, I hadn't seen Nausicaa, so I, but at the time I had, uh, I had Spirited Away, Totoro, uh, Princess Kaguya, and I think Ponyo on uh, on my top fifty list for Studio Ghibli. Yeah. 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 My tops are Spirited Away and Totoro. Okay. On there, so yeah. and then Kaguya. But anyway, they're just there's so many great ones. It's hard. <laughs> they're great. They're just. I mean, so Miyazaki is such a genius, and I don't mean to use that term. You know, you know, that term gets overused, yeah. but, but he is. Yes, there's he, no doubt about it. I mean, he's yeah. such he's such a tremendous artist and storyteller. Yeah, and and for him to come up with these original stories, and sure, 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 they've got some bits bits and pieces that maybe were brought in from other yeah you know, other stories or whatever. But it's so it's I mean, such it is, an original. It's amazing if, like, your worst movie is House Moving Castle. Like, I know. that's pretty darn good. I know. <laughs> good track record. Yeah. Uh, next month, we are going to do Rise of the Guardians, a, a DreamWorks film that is, uh, we, is it, it's amongst animation fans, it's, I guess, well known, but. Uh, I think it qualifies for our obscure animation. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to be talking about that. And uh, we are going to be recording uh, on Friday. We're going to be recording our Disney uh, canon. Uh, we're getting it done early this, this month. <laughs> we're going to be talking about the Jungle Book. So that will be really, really yeah, fun. I'm really excited. I'm, I'm super excited. Yeah, I watched that again. I love that movie. Yeah. So, yeah, let us know what you guys think of Ponyo. Do you like it? Not like it? Um, that would be really fun to talk about in the comment section. And thanks, thanks so much for coming on oh, talking thank about you, this. Rachel, always a pleasure. Really great to see this, see this movie. Yeah. So, um, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter. I'm at Stanford Clark, and I also have a movie blog. It's moviespastandpresent.com. Yeah. In fact, I I loved that post that you had. Um, today about uh, if, if people are looking for obscure animation on t uh, Turner Classic Movies, right? That are, they're doing out of the vault. Oh, Disney Vault tomorrow Disney night. Movie? Yeah, it's some. It's uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Thursday night. They uh, uh, Thursday night, March 29th. Yeah, they're playing, and they do this maybe once a quarter, and uh, mm -hmm. they I think they're doing at least three animated disney animated shorts and and then some 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 films leonard malton hosts and he always provides some really interesting yeah you know commentary and and it's many of these shorts you might have already seen but still it's they're usually a lovely digital restoration and and uh it's fun so i just said the dvr and I've got some fun stuff to watch, you know. Yeah, I'm really yeah. excited. It's always a good that. night. I'm gonna, I I'm, I hope they continue with it. We'll see what happens in the future. But for now, I, I have another one tomorrow. <laughs> 
So yeah, and you can uh, follow uh, me here at Rachel's Reviews on iTunes and on YouTube. And also on over on my Homeworkies podcast this week, we did a whole episode on Once Upon a Time. So if you're a Disney fan that likes Once Upon a Time, uh, check that out. We had a lot of fun doing that. So lots of stuff going on this week. I also had my review of Ready Player One that posted this week. So you guys will want to check that out too. And uh, yeah, so thanks again. And uh, we will talk again on Friday. Sounds good, Rachel. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.